We begin today's shiur at the top line of Daf Yud Tes. It should be noted that we are in the middle of a discussion that we started at the end of our previous shiur. We were trying to establish or resolve what seemed to be a contradiction in Tanaic sources regarding a matter of Suffolk, uh, a situation where it's not clear what the person who vowed had in mind. On the one hand, our Mishnah established Suffolk that Stam Nidorim Machmir, Stam meaning undefined Nidorim. If there are two ways of interpreting what the person said, we'll take the uh, strict approach, the, the limiting approach, uh, the restrictive approach. On the other hand, there was a Tanaic source that said, Sofik Naziris Lahakel, that if there's a doubt concerning whether or not someone is a Nazir, and a Nazir is an example of a Neder, we go, Lakula, we take the lenient approach. So the Gemara resolved that at this point, that is Reb Zeyra's resolution. He's the first of a couple of approaches. The second approach you'll see is featured as number two, lower on our daf, where a, a second uh, volcano uh, trapezoid shape appears. But in the meantime, we're working with Rebbe Zero's resolution that one approach, one source is in accordance with Rebbe Alozar, and the other is in accordance with Rabbonan. And Rebbe being the approach that says we are lenient. And the idea that he expressed was that a person does not put himself into a situation of doubt. When a person accepts upon himself a vow, it's only that which is certain, not that which is, it will not take hold concerning something that is a matter of doubt. We continue now at the top line. Omar Le Abaye. Abaye says to Rabbi Zera, and you'll note that we have a long question here. According to whom did you establish the source that said that a matter of Nazirus uh, that is doubtful, uh, we take the lenient approach? Kerebi Elazar. You said that that's in accordance with Rabbi Elazar. Amos Seifot. Continue reading that source and see what you see in the in the continuation. And we have a frame section. You can see that we've had we have some dashed underlining. And let's just focus on that for the moment. It speaks about sofek uh, regarding bechoros a sofek, and it says ve'asurin begizav avoda. Without getting into the details at this at this very moment. But what do you see? What you see here is the very source that spoke about Sophic Nazirus Lahakel. You see a, a matter of doubt concerning another area of halacha, restriction. That's Abaye's question. Rabbi Zero has a response, and after he offers his response to that question, he says, you know, but you want to know something. If you want to raise a difficulty, there is a point of difficulty to raise, and that you will see a, a little bit later in the Gemara. A subsequent long question will be presented. Now, let's read the text. So Abaye points out to Rabbi Zera, according to what you said, Suffolk Nazir Slokel is in accordance with the Rebelezer. Amos Seifa. We're on the third line from the top. Suffolk Bechoros. 
a suffix that arises in the area of firstborn. Echod b'chorei Odom v'echod b'chorei behemo. Whether it's a matter of redeeming a firstborn uh, child, or which we call pidyon haben, or it's a matter of laws regarding firstborn animals, bein tameo, bein tahora. Whether it's a firstborn donkey, which has its laws of of b'chora, uh, it's to be redeemed and then the redeemed animal is given to a Kohen. Uh, or it's a behemoth tahora, which is offered to a Kohen, and he would bring it as a sacrifice. Any of these areas, when a matter of doubt arises, we say, The one who is trying to lay claim, he has to bring proof to his position. The Tani Allah, and it's taught concerning that, Let's say you have a firstborn uh, cow. It is not to be shorn, nor to be used in work. Cannot plow with it, for example. So what do we see? We see that in the realm of Suffolk, this case Suffolk Bukharos, we take the stringent approach. So how is it so sure that uh, that you can say that Suffolk Nazirus Lahokel uh, is in accordance with uh, Rebel Lazar. How do you resolve that uh, with the continuation of the source, which uh, which features a stringency? Omarlei, so Rabbi Zeru responds, Amai kol medames kedusha bo me'eleho lekedusha abo bidei adam. Why is it that you are even comparing these two realms? There's Kedusha, there's sanctity that comes on its own, as is the case in the firstborn. It's born without any real necessity of sanctifying it. It's by virtue of its being a firstborn, it is sanctified. So in a case like that, so we apply stringency. And that stringency restricts us in, in, in working with it or in shearing it on the grounds that it might be a holy animal or a holy, a holy entity. As, as opposed to Kedusha Kedusha sanctity that's imposed that is created by the person himself as is, is the case with a vow specifically with Nazariteship there a person does not enter he doesn't uh, he doesn't doesn't enter he won't allow himself to enter the realm of doubt if there's any issue of doubt so under those circumstances he was not Mechabel did not accept upon himself Nazariteship. So, as far as raising a, a, a difficulty, a, a contradiction in, in concepts or in, in approaches from the ratio to the seifa, that's not a question. However, if you want to raise any difficulty, if you want to raise a problem, I'll tell you, this is a problem. The uh, source says, Safek Mashkin Litame Tome. If there's a doubt concerning defilement within the realm of liquids, mashkin are liquids. If it's a suffake, a doubt concerning did the mashkin, did the liquid itself become defiled, we will say it is considered defiled. If it's a question of the of mashkin that are tameim having affected something else. There we will say that other item is not affected. That's Rabbi Meir's approach and Vechein Hoya Rabbi Lozer Omer Kedvorov. 
And here we want to focus throughout this sukya until we get to approach number two, we want to focus on Rebbe Lozer. So what does Rebbe Lozer say? That Safek litame tome. Umi svirole le Rebbe Lozer litame tome. And now we want to question that. Does Rebbe Lozer really hold that if there's a doubt concerning the the liquid having absorbed tuma, we will view it as tome vahatanya, Rebbe Lozer Omer, Ein tumo lemashkin kol iker. There is no tumo that is relevant to liquids. Teda shaharei heid yoisi ben yoezer ish tzreda al ayil kamtsa dochen. Yoisi ben yoezer said over testimony that he had received regarding an ayil kamtsa that it's tohar. It's not. This is really. Uh, tangential to our discussion, but it's a reference to a type of insect. There are, in the realm of uh, locusts, there are certain types of locusts that are dochin. Dochin, for our purposes, would mean kosher. Uh, and the second point, this is what we want to focus on. And on the, the liquids of the uh, slaughtering site of the base Hamikdash. The liquids of the slaughtering site include water, uh, blood, that these are dochen. They are tohor. Dochen meaning, in this case, tohor. They uh, are, are not subject to defilement. So, in the, we're, right now, we're developing a problem. A few lines up, you saw where uh, we had a, suffix, a source beginning with suffix mashkin, and Rebbe Lozer agreed with Rebbe Meir there that the that liquids if uh, can absorb tumah, and if there's any doubt concerning whether the liquid absorbed the defilement, we rule it as defiled. Here you have a source in which Rebbe Lozer speaks about the mashkin basement mechayah as being dochinas, not being tome, not being subject to tumah. Honi Shmuel, there'll be no problem if you accept Shmuel's approach to uh, this Yosi ben Yoezer teaching. The Amar Dochin means Militame Achirim, that Mashkin Beis don't have the capacity of communicating Tuma to other things. Avotumas Atzmon Yesh Bohen, but as far as their own becoming defiled, that is a reality. Shapir means Shapir means things are good. There's no problem. Above, we were talking about Mashkin's uh, ability to become Tomei itself, and if there's any doubt, so we'll ru- we will rule that they will be considered Tomei. And uh, this teaching of Yosef ben Yoezer that speaks about non-defilement, that is only in the context of communication of defilement to other things. But as far as the liquids themselves absorbing Toma, that is a reality. Ella the Rav Diomar Dochein Mamish Maikolamar. But according to Rav that says that the Mashkin basement Bukhaya Dochein means a totally tohar that on a Torah level the liquids themselves do not absorb tumor. That on a Torah level they are tohar. Only on a rabbinic level would you begin talking about the mashkin as being subject to tuma, But that's only on a rabbinic level. Why is it then that when it comes to Suffolk Nazirus, which is a 
matter of a Torah concern. Rebbe Lozer would be reported as, according to the, what Rebbe Zero said up, uh, at the beginning of the Sukkah, that Rebbe, the Tana Rebbe Lozer would rule leniently. And when it comes to Safek Mashkin, which is, which is altogether is only an, a, a, a rabbinic issue, why there would he be, would he be Machmir? Would he be restrictive, stringent? Ella. So we have to go back to the drawing board. We have a Mishnah that says Sofik Nazirus Lahakel. We have our Mishnah that said when it comes to a matter of doubt concerning the Dharam or Machmir, how do we resolve these two sources? So a second approach, Elaha Rabbi Yehuda, the Ha Rabbi Shimon. Two new names. Rabbi Yehuda will take the approach of Sofik Nazirus Lahakel. And Rabbi Shimon would be our Mishnah that is Machmir. When there's a matter of doubt concerning Nidorim, we're Machmir. Desanya. We have a source in which these two opinions appear. Hareni Nazir Imyesh Person accepts upon himself Nazarite ship if in this pile of grain there is a quantity of 100 kor. Kor is a measure. And the, uh, the fellow went and found that the pile of grain is no longer there. It was stolen or it's lost. And that creates a doubt. Was there a pile of a hundred kor or not? Rabbi Yudah Matir. Rabbi Yudah says there's no Nazirus. Rabbi Shimon Oser. Rabbi Shimon says he has to observe uh, Nazirus. Maybe there was uh, a hundred kor there and Rabbi Shimon then represents our Mishnah that says Stam Nidorim Lahachmir. The Gemara asks, and we have a topic heading on the side that is under the No Say heading, Stiro Bishitas Rabbiuda Im Mayalinishnafshilisfeka. This concept of Mayalinishnafshilisfeka we saw at the very end of our previous year. We've made reference to it today in our introductory remarks. Does a person put himself or accept upon himself restrictions even in a matter of doubt. So we're going to, in this, with, with regard to that uh, issue, we're going to see a stira within Rabbi Yehuda. Uh, we have a question you can see that lasts, it's a long question going to the top line of Omid Beis. The Gemara asks, Verami de Rabbi Yehuda ad Rabbi Yehuda. Mi Omar Rabbi Yehuda lo mail inish nafshe lesveka. Would Rabbi Yehuda really have said that, and in other words, the source that we saw at the beginning, at the beginning of the sugi, at the end of the, of, of the previous shir, Suffolk Naziris Lahakel, we want to ascribe that to Rebuta, so that means that a person would not uh, subject himself to restrictions when there is a matter of doubt. We raise a contradictory source, Rebuta Oimer, Stam Truma Bihuda Asura. This is a quote from our Mishnah. The Mishnah Daf Yudches Omid Beis. Rabbi Yehuda said that a person who compares something or uses the term Truma in a vow without explaining what Truma he was referring to. As we saw in the Mishnah, some Trumos will lead to the establishment of a vow and some Trumos would not. 
It has to be a type of truma that we would say is something that you dedicate, called a dover hanodur, as we've explained often in the past. So Rebuta says that when you have stam truma, stam means uh, we don't know what he had in mind. If you're in the Yehuda region, so it's a binding vow. Ubegolil muteres. And in the Goliel region, the northern region of Israel, if a person uses the term truma in vow formulation, the vow will not get off the ground. Because in Goliel, people aren't familiar with uh, uh, temple treasury dedications. Temple treasury dedications, people dedicate uh, money or items to the temple treasury, it's called trumas alishka. That is something that would be, could serve as the basis of a vow. <laughs> in Golil, they're not familiar with it. And hence, in Golil, if, they, you, if someone were to say, uh, let us say that this piece of bread is upon me like truma, will automatically uh, assume that they mean truma of grain tithes, and that's not going to be the basis of a vow, because grain truma, grain the tithes, grain tithes, uh, do not constitute what we call a Dover Hanodur. Now, why in Goliel then is uh, the use of Truma going to result in a non-vow? Taimo di'ein makir, because they simply are not familiar with the Trumas Halishka. The only Truma they know of is Trumas Hagoran, Truma of uh, grains. We continue at the top of Omid Bey's However, if they did know of uh, Truma Salishka, and the person used the word Truma Stam unqualified, now that's a matter of doubt. We don't know what his intention is. He knows both kinds of Truma, the, the Truma Salishka, which would lead to a real vow, versus Truma Salgoran, which would not lead to a vow. And if the people knew of both, and we don't know what his intention is, well, Asurin, we're inferring here from the Seifa that the vow would take hold. So what do you see? You see that Rebbe Huda acknowledges that uh, a person will say something, and even if it's a, a matter of doubt, he will bear the responsibilities. Odom Mael Esnafshe Feka. The Gemara answers. Uh, maybe we just we should repeat the question once again. After saying Suffolk Nazirus Lahakel is Rebuta, that's tantamount to saying that if there's a matter of doubt, a person would never have accepted upon himself Nazariteship or a vow if it's going to end up in a restriction. When again, when it's a matter of doubt. And yet in the Mishnah uh, our Mishnah from Yud Chesomid we see that Rabbi Yehuda says a person is Machnes Atzmo Lesveka. Omar Rava. So Rava is one of a couple of attempts. You see here we have diamonds, and these are attempts to resolve the stira in Rabbi Yehuda. Rava is number one. Ravashi appears later as number two. So Omar Rava. Gabi Kri. Kri is the pile of grain, but that's a reference to the source in which Rebuta spoke about someone accepting Nazariteship and the conditions were never revealed because of it, the pile of grain being stolen or lost. That was the issue of doubt concerning Nazirus. So Gabi Kri, Gabi, regarding the case of the doubt surrounding the Nazirus, 
Kosovar, Rabbiuda's approach is When the situation of doubt would end up being more restrictive, more severe than the situation of certainty, making let's make things a little simpler. A doubtful Nazirus versus a certain Nazirus, a person low mile nafshadeless fake person will not enter the realm of doubt. And therefore Rebuta says that when it comes to Nazirus, a person would never have accepted upon himself Nazirus if the circumstances were questionable, were doubtful. Person accepts Nazirus only when the conditions are certain. And why is that? Because the situation of doubtful Nazirus, as we'll see in a second, is more restrictive than a situation of definitive, definite Nazirus, as the Gemara explains. The Ilu Gabi Nazir, Vadai Megalechu Mevi Korban Venechal. A person who was a Nazir, what happens? At the end of 30 days, he brings sacrifices and after bringing even one of the three sacrifices he is entitled to take he has to he has to take his nausea haircut and the korban that he brings is eaten and that's his that's the way he exits the nazirus period the alsfeko however if the person was a doubtful nausea lomotsi megaleach he'll end up being unable to take the haircut because in order to take the haircut, in order to take to have the hair, his body his, his body hair cut, he has to bring a sacrifice. But maybe he wasn't a Nazir. And if he wasn't a Nazir, how could he possibly bring a sacrifice? That would not be, uh, it wouldn't be a sacrifice. It wouldn't be something he's obligated to bring. It would be an Aveira to bring such an animal. It would be called Chulin Bazora. It would be the mundane brought into the temple uh, courtyard. And that's something forbidden to do. So on, when there's a matter of doubt concerning Nazirus, if a person would be obligated to observe Nazirus restrictions because of the doubt, he'll never get out of his Nazirus period. Uh, the Gemara focuses on the haircut. He'll never be able to take haircut. That's a, that, that will create a highly restrictive lifestyle for the gentleman. So at this point in the Gemara, we, you'll notice we have a, uh, a bracketed section. The purpose of these brackets is to, uh, to uh, maintain the continuity of answers to resolve the skira in Rabbi Huda. So if we skip the brackets momentarily, Rav Ashi Omar, Rav Ashi says, Hahi, the source where Rabbi Huda was matir by Nazirus, we say Sofik Nazirus Lahakel, that it's not Rabbi Yehuda's own opinion. That's Rabbi Yehuda Mishum Rabbi Tarfani. That's Rabbi Yehuda quoting Rabbi Tarfain. That's not Rabbi Yehuda himself. So that in the the Suffolk Nazirus Lahakel, uh, that was the case uh, where he would accept Nazirus if the pile of grain uh, measured a hundred core, uh, and then it turned out that the pile of grain was stolen, so they never found out how much there was the uh, person would not be bound. That was Rebuta's approach. But that wasn't Rebuta's own opinion. That was Rebuta quoting Rebbe Tarfon. So that as far as raising a stira within Rebbe Huda, there's no question.
Rebuta himself, maybe just to, uh, just to complete that, that point of thought, Rebuta himself, when it comes to a matter of doubt concerning Corbonus, uh, Rebuta, in fact, is restrictive, as we saw with regard to the Stam Truma issue. But with regard to uh, Stam Nezirus Lahokel, that was Rebuta uh, qu- quoting Rebbe Tarfon. Within the realm of Sophic Nezirus, we saw Rabbi Shimon as being, in fact, restrictive. But that would be then Rabbi Shimon, in, in effect, arguing with Rabbi Tarfon, as quoted by Rabbi Huda. We have a bracketed section uh, that we turn back to, five, starting from five lines from the top. Omar Lei Rav Huna Bar Yehuda Lerova. You notice we have a trapezoid form, and on the side of the Gemara, these are, it's featured under the Mivneh heading, these are Shtei Kushyois, Shel Ravuna Bar Yehuda, Al Hadiyama Rava. These are two questions of Ravuna in the direction of Rava, who had said, the uh, Benazir Hasofek Yoiser Chomor Minavadai. Rava said that in the realm of Nazirus, the Sofek is more Chomor than the Vadai. And therefore, uh, he will not be a nausea. Is that really true that the suffix is more chomor than the vadai? The ran at the top line will read it together. Omar hareni nausea oilomai. The ha brisa dimyesh bekriyazemayakur stamatanya. The brisa that we saw on Omen Aleph, where a person accepted upon himself nazirus if the pile of grain measured 100 quart, was taught in an unqualified fashion vis-a-vis what kind of nazirus. V'yesh b'mashma, it would seem to include a nazir olam. A nazir olam is a person, as opposed to the 30-day nazirus that we've been speaking about in the past, nazir olam is someone who, for the, for the balance of his life, will observe nazirus. And even so, Reb Yudah says that if the pile of grain was stolen, the person will not be a nausea. Even though, in that case, the doubt is not more restrictive than the certain Nazirus. Vadai nami lo motzi megalech. A nausea olam, who is a certain nausea olam, also does not take a haircut. So, that being the case, why is the Brisa saying that, according to Rebuta, he won't be a Nazir under all circumstances. He will not be a Nazir. No matter what kind of Nazir he was makabal on himself, and Rava had explained the reason he won't be a Nazir is because the suffix is more homer than the Vadai. Well, according to Rava, if the what if the suffix is not more chomor than the vadai, then it would stand the reason he should be a nazir. That's Rav Huna's question. Now we read it in the text. Omar le Rav Huna bar Yehuda le Rava. Omar, a man, if a man would have said, Hareni nazir oilam, my, when accepting upon himself Nazariteship, he says, I want to be a nazir olam, a permanent nazir. And the pile of grain was stolen. And he never found out whether there was a hundred core in there. What are you going to say then? 
Omar Le, Rafa says, there too he won't be a Nazir at all, based on my rule. Nazir Olam Nami, Sveiko Chomur Mivadai. Even within the realm of Nazir Olam, the situation of doubt would be more stringent than the situation of certain Nazir Olam. The Ilu Vadai, a person who is a, re- a real Nazir Olam, out of certainty, he knows that he's a Nazir Olam. The, the pile of grain was never stolen, let's say, and, they, and it measured 100 core, using the example of the Brisa. So, a Nazir Olam Vadai, notice the leniency that he has. In the course of his Nazirus, when his hair gets very long, it's very long, maybe uncomfortable, he has a right to make Batar means to, to lessen the hair burden, to cut uh, part of the hair. And in order to do so, he brings the, he'll have to bring the Nazir sacrifices. That will give him license to cut the hair. And the sacrifices are, are treated like regular Nazir sacrifices, and everything is fine and good. Vilu Sveiko, lo, if he were a Suffolk Nazir Olam, he wouldn't be allowed to do that. He wouldn't be able to be Mekel Syro because in order to Mekel Syro, he would have to bring Korbonus, but he can't bring Korbonus. Maybe he's not a Nazir, and the animals he would bring would be Chulin Bazaro, like we explained before. Well, what about the following? Omar Hareini Nazir Shimshoimai. Now, Shimshon was a Shoifate, a, a judge in the time of the Shoifate period. In English, she's known as a Samson, the, uh, associated with a man of very great strength. He is a person that, in his own lifetime, he happened to be a Nazir, and he was not to take a haircut under any circumstances. So that in the realm of Nazir Shimshon, there's, uh, there's no difference between a Vadai versus a Suffolk, just like the Vadai would not be able to take a haircut, even by bringing Korbonus, so too the Suffolk doesn't uh, have the ability to take the hair to, uh, to have the haircut. So why is it then that if he had accepted himself Nazir Shimshon and uh, the uh, grain was stolen, why would Rebuta say he doesn't have to observe uh, Nizirus? Amale Rava answers Nazir Shimshon Lo Tanya. Rava says there's no there's no such thing as Nazir Shimshon. Shimshon became a Nazir, but because his mother uh, had uh, had imposed the Nazirus on him, and uh, one can look into the Tanakh for the entire story with the Malach, the angel, uh, uh, discussing this with his mother before his birth. Nazir Shimshon is not a classic case of Nazirus. It's not a function of someone. He was a Nazir. That's true. Shimshon, the historical figure, Shimshon was a Nazir. But there isn't so. There is no Tanaic source that talks about people accepting upon themselves that type of Nazariteship. So it doesn't exist. The Gemara responds to Rava, Amalei, Baravo. Tanya Nazir Shimshon. There is a brisa that teaches the uh, concept of accepting upon oneself that kind of Nazarite ship. Omar Le, so Rava says back, well, if that's the case, 
e tanya tanya if it's taught so it so be it now now so be it what this was this not a a problem for Rava? Namely, if you have a situation of the Suffolk not being more Chomor than the Vadai, why would Rebbe Huda rule that it's Mutter, that he doesn't have to observe the Naziris? And if we can't answer that, you have to realize we, we're back to square one with regard to the, the stira within Rebbe Yehuda, that we see Rebbe Yehuda uh, uh, saying by the Stam Truma case that a person is bound. Where there's a matter of doubt, it is binding. So in the case of Nazirus, it should also be binding. Why would Rebuda, Why would it say Rebuda Matir? So now, Rava's response right now is, Itanya Tanya. We look in the Ran, in the upper part of the narrow lines, Itanya Tanya, Velo Yodana, Lefruka and I don't have an answer to Lotikshiahi Dienan Shigolil Makirin Truma Salishko the Mashmah Makirin Asurin. Now now I re- I really don't have an answer to the to the stira that was raised before. Inami Itanyo Tanya Utre Tanoi Aliba de Rebbe Yehuda. Another approach to understanding Rova's response here is, is that look, there is there are actually then two versions as to what Rabbi Yehuda himself would hold. One version says that a person is never machnes himself to a suffake. And, and the other version is people are machnes themselves to a suffake. And that would be Rabbi Yehuda in the case of the uh, Stam Truma Begolil case. Rav Ashi Omar you see, we have the diamond, number two. So this, you can see very easily, then, is a second approach to resolve the seeming contradiction within Rebbe Yehuda's that we've been speaking about till now. So Ravashi says, Hahi, Rebbe Yehuda, Mishum Rebbe Tarfanhi. That, that which we saw Rebbe Yehuda, Matir by Nozir, uh, with the pile of grain that was stolen and never discovered whether it had the hundred core or not in it, that's not Rebuta's own sheet. That's Rebuta quoting Rebbe Tarfan, the son of Rebuta, Mishum Rebbe Tarfan Omer. mehem nazir. This is a case it's quoted here very in a very abbreviated fashion. There were two people that were sitting next to each other, viewing someone coming from the distance. Mister A says, "I'll be a nazir if that guy is a nazir." He doesn't know whether or not the guy coming from the distance is a nazir or not. But out, in the, in, out of doubt, he says, well, if he is a Nazir, I'll be a Nazir. The other guy says, I'll be a Nazir if the guy coming is not a Nazir. The result of that is, according to Rabbi Tarfan, Ein echod mehem Nazir. Neither one of these guys will be a Nazir. If you notice the Rashi, uh, the lower part of the Rashi commentary. The example that Rashi gives is that I'll be a Nazir if the guy coming in our direction is so and so. And the other guy says, I'll be a Nazir if it's not so and so. 
At the time they're speaking, neither one knows the identity of the guy coming in their direction. Uh, it's, it's irrelevant what his identity turns out to be. So, that's the opinion of Rabbi Tarfan. Why? Nazirus Nazariteship is something that is binding only if at the time it's accepted, it's, the, it's haflo. Haflo means clear, well-defined speech. Even if, it's namely, only if at the time of the acceptance, all the, we'll say, the details were clear, were in place. Therefore, with regard to the pile of grain case, the, the amount in that pile wasn't known at the time he accepted the Nazirus. The Gemara continues, If it's an issue of lack of clarity at the time of speech, what difference does it make whether it was uh, stolen or lost, even if it was there? Uh, but since at the time of the nether it wasn't clear how much was there, there is no Nazirus. So the Gemara answers, That's true. The reason the source taught what it did was to show us how far Rabbi Shimon was gonna, went in his opinion. Even though it's stolen or lost, and the amount will never be known, a person will allow himself to be bound even under doubtful circumstances. We're going to continue in this Gemara with inferences from the different sections of this, of, of this Mishnah. On the side of the Gemara, we have a topic heading to Nosei, Safek, Truma, and then there's a realm of Haramim, Safek of Haramim, Cherim being a type of language that also has to do possibly with uh, with vowing and temple dedications. Under the Mivneh heading, you see triangles appearing in two different directions. These triangles represent diyukim meharesha v'hasefa shehatoitzais hafuchais. We're going to draw inferences from the resha and from the sefa, and the inferences result in opposite conclusions. Diuk meharesha. The Duke from the ratio will end up saying Sveka Lukhumra, where there's an element of doubt will be restrictive. And Duke Measefa, Sveka Lukula, where there's an element of doubt, we will rule leniently. The Gemara. Regarding a person who said uh, in a vow format, he said, I, I want such and such item, I want this piece of bread to be like Truma. And we say in Goliel, the vow does not, is not binding because they are not familiar with the kind of truma that would have led to a vow, namely the truma salishka. Let us then, medayik, we're in for ha-makirin, asurin. Had the men, people of Goliel been familiar with truma salishka in addition to the truma of the goren, of the granary, we would have ruled in the, we'll say, the doubtful case, namely the unqualified, the undefined truma situation, we would have ruled there is a vow. Almas feka lechumra. So that, according to Rabbi Huda, when you have doubt, you rule stringently. 
namely that the person is obligated to observe the vow. Amos Seifa, Stam The use of the word Chirem in Yehuda without any qualification is a is a non vow because in Yehuda they were very familiar with the Chirem of Kehanim. That's a dedication that one makes to Kehanim that the item given to Kehanim, once it's in the hands of the Kehanim, is not considered something that's a Dover Hanodor. And hence it wouldn't be the basis of a vow. In Golil, the Stam Cherem is restrictive. In Golil, they only know Cherem in the context of a Beis Hamigdosh dedication. But, and they don't know they're not familiar with the concept of dedications to Kaihanim that we call Hermei Kaihanim. We infer, Ho Makirin, had the people of Goliom been familiar with Hermei Kaihanim, Mutorin, then the use of Herem in Goliom without any qualification would have led to Heter, meaning no vow. Almost fake of the Kula. So you see that when there's a matter of doubt, the the unqualified use of the word cherem when both kinds of haramim are known to the speaker, we would say you're not bound. So what do we see? We have a seeming contradiction then within Rabbi Yudah. Omar Abaye, Seifa, the Seifa which, was, which resulted in Suffolk Lukula, is not Rabbi Yudah at all. Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Tzadoki. It's a, it's a different Tana. It's Rebbe Loza, Rebbe Tzadok. Rebbe Yudah Omer, Stam Truma Bihuda Omer, Stam Charamim Begoliel Asurin. What do we see here? We see that Rebbe Loza, Rebbe Tzadok, says that the Stam Charamim Begoliel is Asur, that's because they're not familiar with Charamim Kaihanim. But had they been familiar with Hermei Kehanim, it would have been Mutter. With that, we conclude our Shior for today.